Jamie Hansel, and welcome back to Living in Purpose on Purpose. Now, if you're a new listener today, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. We are so happy that you're here, and we hope that you learn something today, write some stuff down, put some stuff in order to start living in purpose. Now, for my family that is back again, what's up, y'all? How are y'all doing? Thank you so much so far for the support. I love each and every one of y'all. This past month has been a little bit rocky. Um, For those of you who do follow the social media pages, um, I did inform everyone that I did have um, the passing of my grandmother, um, and it really had put some things into perspective for me um, on living in my purpose, living in my purpose, and I really had some time to reflect and think about how I want to move going in the future. Um, I love my grandmother so much, and it was such a hard process to go through um, and still going through it, still trying to be there for my family and myself. It's been a long journey so far. Um, It feels like it's been forever, but it's literally only been a few weeks. Um, However, we're still going to live in our purpose on purpose because I already know that's what she would want. Um, she's always been so, she was always so supportive in everything that I did. I felt like she always thought that I could never do any wrong. Um, and sometimes that's exactly what you need, just a fresh start every time um, you begin anything. And so this episode is definitely dedicated to my grandmother. Um, so per usual, let's get back to it. <laughs> get your pencil, get your pens, get your notepads because some serious gems are going to be dropped today. So today we're going to be talking about procrastination. I know it got really quiet because everybody can sit here and think about a time that they procrastinated maybe more often than not. And I am the first person to put my hand up. Procrastination is something that I deal with and battle with every single day. It's literally a daily fight and a daily struggle with procrastination in my life. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about procrastinating in your purpose. So this means, you know, you're walking in your purpose, you got everything going on, you know, you got the steps that you need to have to move forward and whatever. But for some reason, procrastination keeps popping up in your life. It keeps popping up in your purpose. And you're like, man, I can't shake this thing. Now, what I learned in my life is that if you cannot completely eliminate something or a bad habit or whatever, it's slowly but surely um, different little steps that you can take to move forward in it. Now, you're not going to just wake up and say, ooh, I hate that I'm doing this. Let's stop. Sometimes it's very difficult. Um, I think I read an article. I think it says it takes like 21 days to break a bad habit or something like that. And aside from those 21 days, sometimes it may be longer, um, especially Especially you have to think of things that we've been doing our entire lives or even our entire adult lives or our teenage years or whatever the case is. We're, we've been doing it for so long. I really don't think that 21 days might be the deal breaker or the standard for breaking that bad habit. When it comes to procrastination, like I said, I've been doing it for so long. Your girl don't even know what I would do without it. <laughs> Sometimes it did. Procrastination has produced some of my best work. Um... But that's, of course, in my opinion. Um, Sometimes I sit back and think, like, if I didn't procrastinate, how would this have turned out? Um, I'm a type of person that I need a time crunch because perfectionism literally would creep up in my back door and just take over. And I could have started the project three months before it was due. But because I wanted everything so perfect, here we are, late, late deadline, 
didn't make the deadline or it wasn't up to standard because I was so focused on making it perfect that I didn't think about just being efficient and being timely and producing my best work through that lens. So today with procrastination, we're going to be talking about the different types of procrastination. We have four types today, but before we get into it, just to let you know what procrastination is or the form of, you know, procrastinating is delaying or postponing something. So it's not that you're not doing it, but you're just putting it off over and over and over. Um, There's no specific time frame that you put it off, but nevertheless, you're just delaying the inevitable. What you have to do, you know you need to do, you're delaying it. And that's what procrastination is. So the four types of procrastination, number one is the performer. I call this the slick talker. (laughs) This is me. This is me, y'all. And if you can agree with this, leave a review. <laughs> but I am definitely the slick talker. I will slick my talk, slick talk myself into anything um, or out of anything because I am the performer. I work the best under pressure. And when I procrastinate, I am able to produce great things from what I saw or for what I think. Um, but usually the performer has very high standards. I know I was talking about being a perfectionist before. Those are those high standards that I was talking about. Um, we have like this idea in our mind that things have to be 100% perfect all the way around. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Sometimes the best work is the imperfect work. But here we are, the slick talkers won't want to hear that. We are just going to say whatever we need to say to honestly defend or excuse why we are procrastinating because we can produce great work under the procrastination So we use that as an excuse or a crutch to do the things that we do. Now, for the performer, the main thing to our problems is setting a date that we want to be completed. That's the one thing that I feel like would be a solution for us, the performers. We have to set a deadline for ourselves and not allow ourselves to... um, sit and wallow in the fact that oh it is not perfect it's not perfect it's not perfect when like I said some of the greatest work is built into imperfection but our problem is getting started we don't want to start because we know as soon as we start we're going to be consumed by it so to alleviate being consumed by whatever the project is or whatever the work is whatever um, the event is whatever the case may be to alleviate that worry or that blockage of getting started we need to set some start times for us not necessarily end time because sometimes the end time will be very um I guess it could be a little detrimental to our work because if we know that we have an end time by this day it would literally slowly but surely eat us up because we know that deadline is coming up slowly by by minute or by hour um you know by months whatever it is If you're like me, even if it's a month out, I'm stressing out (laughs) because that month, I feel like it's going to fly by. But to get over that hurdle of getting started, we just need to set a start time. Say, okay, I know it's due by this day, but we're not going to worry about this. But we're going to put our start time on July 5th and we're going to start working on that assignment that is due on July 30th. We're not focusing too much on the end date, but we're focusing on right now getting started because our problem is procrastinating and procrastinating means delaying. So we're delaying the start time. So we're trying to go back on that problem and start. 
So we need to set a start time. So performers, if this is you, if I'm talking to you like I'm talking to myself, just set a start time, set a start date, and just start. That's it. And when you start, you'll have more than enough time to do the things that you would like to do while not overwhelming yourself with perfection or with procrastination. Now, when it comes to the second type, this is someone who is the self-depreciator. So this is the person that just literally will wear themselves down, okay? Wear themselves down. They are the workhorse. This is the person that will, they could start on time, they could start like whatever, but they will sit there and work, 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 work without completing anything. And what happens is they slowly but surely depreciate because they are working so hard all the time, but not getting to the end goal that is low-key procrastinating. That's that's actually procrastinating because you're working so much, you know that you're not going to get it done because you're doing so much to get this simple task done. And all of these things that you think that you need, you don't. And then you wear yourself down. And the problem is you don't allow yourself to have breaks. You just keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's almost like a never-ending cycle. And you never allow yourself to break and to breathe. So the problem is always saying, I need a break, I need a break. And you're never getting anything done because you need a break so bad you're not efficient. Because you need to recharge. That's your solution. So for myself depreciating or myself depreciators, you know, to stop your procrastination, you have to start recharging yourself. Allow yourself to plug yourself in and build that battery back up to be your best self and to live on purpose every single day. You cannot possibly be your best self when you're wearing your best self down every single day because then you slowly but surely become your worst self. And though you think, oh, I'm doing work, I'm great, I'm great. Mm, No, you need to stop and take a breather so you can give your best work because you... Pushing, 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 pushing is great. That's cool and all because you're, quote unquote, getting something done. However, you have to allow yourself breaks in between so you can be efficient. So the work that you produce will be (laughs) of pride is something that you're like honestly grateful for. You're you want to show it off. You want to, you know, say, you know, this is all my hard work. But what good is hard work if it's not anything to show off? It's not anything that you can show for yourself rather. It's nothing. It is you might as well just kept it. You might as well just procrastinate it and just not do anything. <laughs> but that type of procrastination is always one that is kind of put on the back burner because people think, oh, well, you're doing something. But, you know, what's, what good is doing something if you're overworked and you're drained and your work is not that good because you work so hard for something that was so simple? And that actually goes into the third type of procrastinator, which is the overbooker. I see this a lot. I see this a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in my field as a photographer um, or just even as a creator. Like, I see this so much. People are always, you know, booked and busy, booked and busy, booked and busy. And I was one that always would say that phrase. Like, I would, I pray to be, like, booked and busy because, yes, (laughs) because, yes, that's great. But it's not. It's really not. To be overbooked or to be booked and busy, I want to be, you know, at peace and working, like, or booked, like a medium book. I don't want to be overworked because being overbooked, 
creates chaos. And that's you guys' problem, the overbookers. Your problem is you create chaos in your life. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. And you're so overbooked that now you have to procrastinate certain tasks because you want it to be booked and busy so much or so bad and here you are with all of these bookings or all of these, um, you know, projects or all of these clients or whatever the case is, all of this work to do. And now you're procrastinating getting any of them done because you're so focused, focused on that initial startup, but you're not thinking about the end goal. You're not thinking about the end game, which is mm, newsflash. You got to get these things done, sweetheart. <laughs> it's not just going to sit here. It would be great to just say, oh, I got all these clients. But what are your clients saying? How do they feel? Are they receiving their things in time? Are they giving, you know, are your projects and clients and things like that that you have? Are you producing good work? Are you giving what it's supposed to give? <laughs> like, that's honestly the question. And that's the problem with the overbookers. You guys create chaos in your life and you don't realize it because you're like, oh, I'm booked and busy. But then you don't realize the end, the end goal or the end game that you need to produce because you can't because you're so booked and you're so busy. You can't possibly give your best self. But the main solution to you guys is a little it's not vague, but it's not as cut and dry as the other two. With this one, you really have to sit there and think, what are you avoiding? What are you trying to not acknowledge? Because, yeah, you're booked and busy, but are you lacking in an area? Um, do you need to learn more um, to produce the outcome or produce the product? Sometimes we don't know what to do. We can take, like, for instance, a photographer. Some people can take pictures, but when it comes to post-edit or post um, editing is not something that everyone can do. And I know a lot of people outsource. Um, some people can't retouch or they can't do even lighting edits or simple things. Um, or if they need to Photoshop or something like that, they can't do it. So they outsource it, which is fine. But what's not fine is booking and booking and booking and booking. And then, you know, you don't know how to edit fully and then you also don't have an outsource so now you have all of these galleries that yeah you may have taken some nice pictures but now the post needs to happen you did the pre and now you need to do the post and we get to the post and you can't do it so now we're procrastinating because we knew we couldn't do it from the beginning but we still wanted to just keep booking because it made us feel good and here we are with all these galleries, upset clients, and just a failing business just because we procrastinated from the beginning and we did not ask our question to ourselves. What are you avoiding? What do you need help with? What do you need more knowledge with? Um, of? Who do you need to contact to get more information? These are the type of questions that you need to ask yourself if you are one who is overbooked or just quote unquote booked and busy, but you find yourself not producing quality work, you need to ask yourself that simple question. What am I avoiding? Because yeah, you may take 10 clients in two weeks, but if six or seven of those projects never get fully completed or is half done, what good is it? So you have to really sit there and think about, okay, what am I avoiding? What do I need help with? Because you may can convert 
um, you know, those seven failed projects where clients will probably never come back, you can cut those 10 projects in two weeks down to five, which one person may see as losing, but you can give your best efforts in those fives and create a lifetime client that you're now making residual money, honestly, because it's money that you don't have to really work for. Granted, you have to do whatever the act of the project or the, you know, what it consists of with the client. However, this is a lifetime relationship because you're, you produce such great work that now you don't have to fight for that client. That client is in your back pocket and whatever they need, they're going to ask you for it. And that is residual money in my opinion, because yeah, you may have to do a little work for it, but it's, it's nothing you have to go find. It's something that finds you. So that's just to help my overbookers out there that find themselves doing a lot or booking a lot or taking on a lot of projects or clients or whatever the case is in your field, but you're not able to successfully follow through. So that's my best advice for you guys. Um, at one point, I don't think I ever experienced being an overbooker because when I think about, I'm not a good person that deals with being overwhelmed. My husband can attest to that. Um, <laughs> if something comes up and it's like more than I expected or it's something that is requiring a lot more of me than I thought it was, immediately I'm freaking out. I do not work well under pressure when it comes to um, not knowing. I'm always, I always say I like to know things, and I do. So I can procrastinate if I know the things, <laughs> but if I get into a situation and it's more than I expected, I immediately and instantly get overwhelmed and I just shut down because I just can't. I don't work good under that type of pressure. Now, I don't work well under pressure I don't know about, but pressure that I do know about, unfortunately, I do work well under pressure. So that's why we're trying to get out of this rut of being a procrastinator because it's honestly it honestly holds us back from being our best selves and the whole purpose the whole purpose of us living in purpose on purpose is to be our best selves so we can do the things that we need to do to live in our purpose so lastly um we have the novelty seeker so the novelty seeker is the type of procrastinator that loves to find the next best thing. They're always on the next trend. They're always on the new trend. They're always on the up and up. They're always um, doing something new. Always on something new. Always. Every time you look up is a new business. Or every time you look up, it's a new project. Or every time you look up, it's a new initiative. Or every time you look up, it's just a new, new every time. Um, and that's cool and all, but they don't complete it. The biggest problem is completion. You never get anything done. You're a great innovator. You think of things. You create things. You do a lot of that stuff, which is great. But what are what use are those things if you never complete them? And that's another problem that um, some procrastinators have. And some people, that's their only problem when it comes to procrastination. They just can't follow through. The follow-through process is hard for them and it makes me think of like a client journey or an experience you know you hook them in with your you know your brand and things like that um or you market and you get them drawn to you and then within your branding you are 
allowing them to see, okay, wow, I love this company. They're amazing. It looks like they would be able to do a lot of great things for me. And then you get them hooked in, you got them in. But then that customer journey is what keeps them grounded in you. And you have to follow through. You have to follow through the entire thing all the way up until the end, even after you complete it, whatever the project is, whatever the business is, whatever the service is at the end, you have to, you know, follow up or reach out to them again, see if they're doing okay, you know, all that good stuff. But if you're never even completing what you're doing, you can just kiss all of that goodbye because you're never getting to that point with your client. You're never getting to that point with your um, customer or you're not getting to that point with even yourself. Um, everybody's in different fields and journeys. Um, I know we have musicians that listen in, that tune in. We have producers. We have photographers, stay-at-home moms. We have every almost everybody. So it's not always necessarily a client. Um, but even if, it's, if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, you have to follow through if you watch the kids. If you always start new projects with your kids or you want to start new things with them, but you never finish, there's no good in that because they're not going to learn anything. They're not going to grasp any grasp anything because you're no you're not allowing them to go through the process. You're giving them that nice, pretty cute picture in the beginning. And then when they go to grab it, it's a piece of paper like it's not anything tangible that they can actually physically grab and hold on to and learn something to move in the future and so it doesn't necessarily have to be at a job or even if you don't have to have your own business even for my college kids out there um or even high schoolers whoever listens (laughs) even for my students out there you know sometimes we'll find new tactics for studying or we'll say oh for this test we're going to do that but if you don't follow through there's no completion then it's all for nothing So a solution for my novelty seekers, you're always looking for the next best thing um, to help you with your completion. You need to make it stick. Make whatever that you do count. You have to find that one thing that's going to allow you to keep going. If it's like forcing yourself to not start a new project until you finish the other one, then so be it. Some people are not multitaskers, especially when it comes to their ideas or their visions or goals or aspirations, whatever it is. Some people just can't. They have to take it one step at a time. Now, I'm all for writing it down and, you know, making sure that in the future you don't forget that because I come up with million dollar ideas that's not for my time right now. I don't have the resources yet or I don't have, you know, the connections yet or whatever the case is. I don't have it yet. It's not that it'll never come. And it's not that I'm going to say, oh, I'll have it in 10 years or I'll have it in five years because anything can happen. However, I know that's not something I can complete right now. So why start it? And I know I can't complete it. So what I do, I write it down in my journal of ideas and I leave it for a time where I see the opportunity that I will be able to follow through. So that's a great idea for my novelty seekers. Get a journal, get a notebook, and start writing down your ideas or your uh, plans or your uh, business like goals or business ideas. Whatever the case is, just write it down because it's not always the perfect time to start whatever. I know people say the perfect time is now, but is it... (laughs) Is it really? <laughs> because if there's it's no point of you starting it and you're not able to finish it. 
Um, and granted, some things you can work with over time. It's not like every single thing that you do, you have to immediately stop and finish it right away. Some things are lifelong projects. Some things are, you know, a few years. Some things are a few months, weeks, days, whatever. Nevertheless, you need to make it stick. Make whatever you do stick. Because as soon as you make it stick, then you allow yourself to go through the process of completing it. And then there you go. No more procrastination. So, guys, we had the performer, the self-depreciator, um, the overbooker, and the novelty seeker. Those are the four main types of procrastinators that I could think of. Um, and I researched a little bit and found that also. So, I want to know which one you guys are. Make sure you leave a comment in our social media posts, we'll post something to see after you listen to the podcast and see which procrastinator you are and what tips and tricks do you have um, under your belt that over the years or however long that you have sat here and said, mm, okay, well, these may help me. Let's try to utilize those. Like I say, y'all, procrastination is my evil best friend. I, I can't get rid of her. But nevertheless, you know, we're in this thing right now where she's trying to move on. I'm trying to move on. But it's just one of these things, man. It's one of these things. But nevertheless, we're going to stop procrastinating in our purpose. But we are not going to beat ourselves up if we cannot stop it immediately. I feel like one of the biggest problems that we have, um, especially as creators and stuff like that, we one of the biggest problems that we have is that we feel like we need to stop or start something immediately. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's not an overnight thing. It's not just access immediately granted or denied. Like, it's not one of those things that you just have no choice but to just sit there and say, I have to start now. I have to end it now. No, some things take time, and that's okay. Like I said, and, you know, being transparent that I struggle with procrastination all the time but that doesn't mean that it'll never go away it doesn't mean that I'll never overcome it but it just means that it's, it's a little process it's, it's taking a little bit longer than something else that I may not struggle with that much with would and that's okay it's okay to not be fully 100% disciplined in the area and I think that's another problem that we have as creators that we feel like we have to have it all together in order to begin something, and that's not true. When I started my podcast, I had no idea anything about podcasts. Granted, I love them, and I listen to them all the time, but when it came down to any of the logistics, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know what it consists of, what the average episode length was, what, you know, what would I name it, what would I do? Like, I didn't know any of that. I knew that I was writing a book, and I knew that I wanted to help people in real time, people that may not uh, have the opportunity to read, um, you know, all the time or even they need more. They need real life experiences. They need real life conversations. They need real life talks. And you can't do that with a book. A book has its own purpose and it serves its own purpose. But I'm like, hey, I listen to podcasts all the time to get real life answers and real life conversation so why not do that for the people that I want to help? 
And I didn't have it all together. I had to literally research and look into these things myself. And I even gave myself a deadline because, you know, the type of procrastinator I am, the performer. I actually did give myself a start time. And I said, okay, I'm going to start my episodes on this date. And everything started happening to mess that up, but I still followed through with it. I didn't want to procrastinate. I didn't want to push it off because I already pushed it off for a year already. So I was like, you know, this is one of the things that I don't want to procrastinate in. This is one of the things that I just don't want to allow myself to sit in my pain of procrastination. And I did it. Scared, worried, um... I was knowledgeable in some areas, but honestly, ignorant ignorant in the others. And I just made it happen. And here we are today, still not perfect, still learning. Nevertheless, here we are, helping and teaching and living in our purpose, on purpose. Just because we didn't allow ourselves to feel like we can't start or stop something and it has to be overnight. No, it doesn't. It'll be a process, and it will be a process, and that's all right. Nevertheless, guys, we're going to stop this procrastinating, okay? Or we're going to be on the journey to healing. We're going to be on the journey to healing from procrastination, and we're going to get through it, and we're going to live in our purpose on purpose by doing the steps or taking the steps that we discussed today to push through these things, to push through our difficulties that we experience through procrastination and show ourselves that we are greater than whatever we are putting off and that we can overcome it and that we can push through in our purpose. So guys, I thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I always, always want to tell you guys because this is literally my baby. My podcast is my baby. Um, it's something that I came up with from scratch all alone. Um, just my thoughts in, in a notepad and to just hear every day that it has helped somebody or to read reviews or to get those couple of shares or just to get my friends or family, whoever, strangers, to just hit me up and say, you know, this is really helping me. It's just really amazing because it helps me, honestly. I always help myself, even though I write little, like, little notes and stuff before my episodes. Even then, when I'm speaking, it helps me. And then I go back and I listen, and it helps me again. So just to know that it's it's not only helping me, but it's helping a lot of you guys out there is so amazing. And for that, I always want to say that I love you guys, and I'm thankful, and I'm grateful. Because like I said, it's my baby. And just to see your baby grow up and start doing more than you expected it's just amazing. So I appreciate you guys so much. Of course, per usual, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Living in Purpose on Purpose, and also follow us on Facebook, Living in Purpose on Purpose podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to try to get a YouTube up and running soon. Um, I probably will start that in August. So I might start adding live video with my actual recordings, but we shall see. Um, right now, we are streaming on pretty much every single platform you can think of that has that has podcast um even soundcloud but i wanted to also give you guys a visual so we shall see um i might do a poll on one of the social media accounts or maybe both to see what you guys would prefer but that may be coming in the near future along with some other things so stay tuned um 
yeah, just stay tuned. I got some things coming. I got some things coming, but we're going to take it one step at a time. There's no need to rush. <laughs> but guys, like I said, I love you. I appreciate you. And don't forget, live life on purpose. On purpose.